Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. This week, I catch up with an old friend of mine, Andy Murphy. Andy's a Melbourne-based illustrator who's uh, done a lot of work in the skateboard industry and music industry. How you going? Good. Yep? Yep. Thanks for uh, taking the time to sit down with me and have a, have a chat. Thanks for having me. That's all right. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Oh, that's good. It's a pleasure to be on there with you. Thanks. <laughs> I like fans of the podcast. I don't, I don't know how many of them there are out there, but... Uh, if you like it, send me an email. I want to hear from you. But, uh, <laughs> but I, um, I can't remember like when we first met. Like I was trying to think of it the other day, and it's like I skating, like, yeah, like skating in the nineties in Melbourne and yeah. all that, and just I remember where I met a lot of people individually. But with with you, I couldn't even put my finger on it. Probably Flatlands or Paran or yeah, sail yards. Yeah, it's one of, one of the, we just got, got to know each other, eh? Part of yeah. the crew. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Melbourne street skating weirdos. Yeah. Like, I, I remember, um, like, you were always, uh, always pretty creative, you know, um, like, coming up with, like, Halloween costumes and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you've got a bit of a reputation for that now. Yeah. You're, it's, it's, uh, it's, you're expected to, to deliver, eh? Yeah, I don't even do it anymore. Don't you? Oh, I just can't be fucked. I'm too busy. Yeah. Um... The ones I made were pretty good. Like I met when I met my girlfriend, uh, I was dressed up as Bubble Bill. Um, <laughs> I just met her that night, and uh, I bumped into her in in the street a few weekends later. And I was like, "Oh hi, you're Bianca, right?" And she was like, "Who are you?" And I said, oh, "I'm Bubble Bill from a couple of weeks ago." She, she didn't believe me. Like, Why would I make that up? <laughs> I remember that outfit. You gave me a, a sneak peek. You said, oh, look what I've made. Don't show anyone. Oh, really? Oh, you don't tell anyone. In Easy Street? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, what were some of the other ones you, you've been as like, other years? Uh, were you a cigarette one year? Oh, yeah. That was gnarly. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I dressed myself up as a cigarette and we were going from one party to another. The, the Everfresh dudes had a big, big party. And so we were walking from the first party to another one. And this dude walked out of the labour in vain, crossed the street, walked straight up to me and punched me in the face and then bolted. And I couldn't do anything because my arms were inside this cardboard tube. And I finally managed to wriggle it out and I had this big bottle of vodka and I chased him down the street and <laughs> didn't catch him. Lucky, he probably would have kicked my ass. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted to beat cigarettes. Yeah, well, that he was a fag basher. <laughs> <laughs> And it begins. <laughs> but um, you also um, used to bake a lot of cakes as well, like like funny, <sighs> funny cakes for people and stuff like that. I knew that would come you, up. You um, back yourself in a corner with that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just a creative outlet. I um, That's kind of weird. I met this dude from Canada who lived out here for a little while, who just from skating. Um, he was an amazing, like one of the best illustrators I've ever seen. And I asked him what he did for a living, and he said, oh, I decorate cakes. And he showed me his, he had, it was kind of before too much internet stuff, and uh, he had this little photo book, and he showed me all these cakes he made, and they were the best sculptures I've ever seen. And um, I was like, because I used to like doing decorating cakes when I was in high school. Mum used to bake them, and I'd decorate them. And uh, so I was like, I want to do that. I didn't know you could do that for a job. So I found out you could do this part-time course in the city. So I did that. Um, it was only like eight weeks or something. 
Um, so it was me. I'd show up there, you know, like weirdo tattoos and a skateboard. Everyone else there is a middle-aged woman. <laughs> and uh, I finished and then went to try and find a job decorating cakes and there's just no market for it. No one was interested at all. It wasn't like, like it's different now. Um, yeah, but you, were, you weren't decorating them like a traditional cake. Oh, that was my other thing. I yeah. didn't want to do wedding cakes. Yeah. Like, so what were some of the Brian cakes Brian didn't do doing? wedding cakes. He did like gnarly Halloween cakes and stuff. Like, I can't remember really. Um, some, I made some, some, of, some of them were like broken boards and stuff like that. Yeah, and, I did broken boards with bones and stuff all over it. Just, I don't know idiot stuff that skateboarders are into um i did one probably took me like three days they take me a really long time mm. there's a lot of work in them i did one as a surprise for the tattoo magic crew mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure none of them even got to see it to be honest because i took it to their party and by the time i got there those parties are pretty big usually um yeah they're all hammered but i made one of those japanese koi fish and made each scale individually and um, as I was carrying it out of the house, I dropped it. I hadn't even taken a photo of it yet. <laughs> so I had to take, carry it back into the house and fix it, which is why I was so late to the party. By the time I got there, no one gave a shit. Everyone was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it's been like creative in just in just you being yourself and, and doing thing, uh, creative things that interest you. Has that always been part of your character? Um, yeah. I mean, I suppose same with anyone. I was really into art at school. I, I don't know. Well, not everyone. No, I know, but like anyone that's still into art was usually... I won a drawing contest when I was in grade one, I think, or grade two. Um, I won two highlighter pens, which was a fucking big deal in the early 80s. Yeah, well, fluoro was in. <laughs> yeah, no, that, would, that was the height of technology too. Yeah. Fluoro pens. Um I beat all, everyone in our school, all the grade sixes, I did a drawing of Asterix. Thought I was a bit of a hero. Um, so, yeah, I guess I've always been into it from since then. Yeah. And, like, was there anything that drew you to it, or you just it was just what you wanted to do? Oh, it sounds weird. One of my earliest memories is um, I just was speaking to my mum about this the other day, and she doesn't even remember it. But um, she used to draw pictures for us to colour in. And one day she drew a cat that looked like a real cat, not just two circles with triangles for ears. And that blew my mind. I'd mentioned it to her and she has no memory of it at all. But I remember thinking, man, mum must be the best artist ever. Maybe I can be a good, a good artist too. Um, and yeah, I mean, all through high school I was kind of the art dude, I guess. Didn't really, there was other people that were really into it too. A dude that was, um, this real big guy that was really into, um, he's, he's the guy who got me into like punk music and I got him into Public Enemy and NWA. <laughs> but um, yeah, he sort of kept me, kept the fire going. Yeah. Um, and we, we got him into skating too because he was super into suicidal tendencies. And when they released Possessed to Skate and he saw that film clip, we had a half pipe. Um, he was like instantly, I want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> I found it was like that, um, like back in those days when you had tapes and everything. Like yeah. I remember having a Walkman and, and and tapes, but I'll have like on one side I'll have like Bolt Thrower, yeah, and on the other side I'll have like De La Soul. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Like, it's that's... just like it's like a massive contrast. Have you still got that tape? I'd, I'd listen to that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it just weird. It was like the um, 
yeah, just I, I just found that all my tapes were sort of like that. I was into like you know death metal. I was into yeah. I was into uh, hip hop and, and all, all sorts of stuff like like punk and like I have like Dead Kennedys on one side and NWA oh, on the I other fucking, or whatever. I hated punk like, music in high school. Hated yeah. it. Um, I just thought it was people trying to be weird for the sake of being weird, which always gave me the shits. But um, I thought that about goths and the Cure and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I still do think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like after I left school, like. Punk music was my thing. That's that's what I really, really got into. Punk and hardcore. Yeah. Um, in high school, I was like, like I said, super into hip hop. But yeah, I don't know. I still like loads of hip hop. Where I was working today, played nineties hip hop all day. It was unreal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. When I went and picked you up, they were playing um, Mob Deep and all that. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So is that how you got hooked up with like um like because I remember some of the first illustrations I saw of yours that were actually out there in the you know in the in the world yeah. were like for for Mind Snare is that yep is definitely that how you got into all that yeah yeah um, Mind Snare were the first people to ever use any of my artwork for anything basically Matt he just asked me to draw a picture for a back patch and I, I don't even know why why he asked me it was just thing and I was like yeah alright so I drew a mummy doing a crail slide on a gravestone <laughs> didn't think it was that big of a deal but people lost their minds over it. I know two people who've got Jack Fardell's got a tattoo of it I never even met him I think I've only met him once or twice but um yeah a couple other people I think um yeah Mind Snare best band ever yeah they started me off for sure I, I definitely owe those dudes <laughs> Are they still going? Yeah, they're playing a uh, couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, you still do stuff for them? Oh, not for ages. Um, nah. I, I, they've always had a loads of different people, like Simon Moody, um, Callum Preston, um, Danny Young, a bunch of other people I can't remember. Um, so I, it's not like I was their, their artist. I've only done a few yeah. things for them, really. But yeah. That crail sliding mummy was meant to be for a back patch. They ended up using it for um, uh, a record cover and a bit of a skateboard graphic. And then I did another one for them, which was the Gas Man, which was used as a 7-inch. And Matt even wrote a song about the house me and Maeve used to live in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, me and Maeve basically... It's called Hangover from Hell. So it says a lot. <laughs> My brother had a few songs written about him, actually. Yeah? Yeah. This other skate rock band in Canada wrote a song called um, Freebird. The chorus goes, maybe he's a freebird, over and over. <laughs> he is a freebird. I haven't seen much of him for years. But is, is, he, is he in Canada or Melbourne or where is he these days? Yeah, oh, he's always around somewhere. No, he lives in just not far from me. He's got two kids now, so he's... Settled down. Well, not really. Like, yeah, he still travels like a maniac. Does he build uh, skate parks for a living still? Nah, nah. Um, he did that after he stopped doing that. That's this is going back years. Like I don't know how long, seven or eight, nine years probably. Um, he stopped doing that, and I started. So um, I did that for maybe six months, concreting with the um, CSP dudes, Concrete Skate Parks crew. Um, man, fucking hard work. Yeah, I could have. It sounds it. This concrete. Heavy, hard work. Yeah, and just <laughs> like 
the dudes I was working with, like at the time, were like my best mates. They're hilarious, but you know, we'd, we'd be spending every night in a hotel room together, and then working every day. It was gnarly. Like, yeah, a lot of tension half the time. Yeah, and it's real backbreaking work. I actually got pretty fit. I was really worried about my spine because I got because I sit in a chair all day now. I have a lot of back problems, but that's probably the best my back's been doing some hard work yeah and so what happened is i did that for six months and then it's just like i can't constantly be away from home because we're just staying i only did country towns in victoria you know and sort of head home for the weekend and then all the other dudes were from interstate so they'd all crash at my house on the weekend and um yeah i just talked myself into signing up for an illustration I don't know what it was, diploma? No, I don't know, something at the at the TAFE down the road. And, it would have um, been a diploma yeah, if it's probably. TAFE. I don't know. Yeah. And um, so I, I signed up for that and did that. Oh, this, I was, think I was 26 then, so it's 15 years ago. That can't be right. Jesus. You old bastard. Yeah. Um, and I did that for six months, but I started getting requests for work and... I, can't, I found I couldn't do the illustration work because I was trying to do the homework. Um, and so I mentioned to the teacher. The teacher was unreal. I can't remember his name. He was really, really switched on. Um, and it, uh, most of the people in the course were straight out of high school and they gave him the shits. A terrible taste in music. I just didn't want to have anything to do with most of them. There was a few, a few of the girls were real cool, a bit older. Um, and... Yeah, I said to the dude, oh, I'm thinking of leaving because I'm, I'm starting to get a request for work. What do you think I should do? I, you know, I don't really want to, I want to finish. And the guy straight up, I thought he'd talk me out of it straight away. He's just like, yeah, I don't even really know why you're here anyway. Hmm. He said that you're so far ahead of everyone else. And I was like, oh, I thought you talked me out of it. Okay, I guess I'm leaving then. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And then, yeah, I got a part-time job to pay the bills. And So did you, get, and, you end up getting your diploma out of it? No. That's bullshit, because I, um, I... I only was there for six months. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Because I did a, a two-year diploma in design, and people were getting, like, plucked out of that by design agencies. Yeah, right. And it's like, if, you, if, a, if a design agency hired you, you get an automatic pass, because that's what you're there. You're there to learn Listen, a trade no, I, I, That's industry, not what happened with me. Um, yeah. I also got offered a part-time job at a um, fabric warehouse place um, at the same time, so it was, you know perfect storm of would you like to earn some shit money for a couple of days a week while you um man now that I think about it I haven't had a full time job since then oh yes I have yeah nothing th- nothing serious though yeah cause like before that um before concreting and all that sort of stuff I was like really in the corporate world um you know I'd sort oh, of wa- yeah. I couldn't imagine you dude I worked at I worked at tiles like at the time oh that's right at the time that was the most famous skate spot in Melbourne pretty much like and uh, sometimes I'd be back there working like I'd be I was a suit and tie dude and if dudes were skating out the front I'd like sneak out the back door and you know I just didn't want to be seen I was so embarrassed all that. <laughs> oh but like oh yeah those dudes were there 24 7 pretty much but like even James and all those guys like I just didn't want I also didn't want the people I worked with to know that I knew those dudes that were all drinking long necks out of front of the tiles <laughs> <laughs> with the giant pants and the tiny wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with um 
with your art, you've always uh, had a, a comedy aspect to it. Is yeah. that um, like what 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 drew you to um, like sort of having like bringing a lot of puns into your uh, into your artwork? Yeah, like, what's the point of doing? I don't know. Well, just doing serious stuff doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, I've done. I mean, I have done stuff like that, but I just I don't know. Don't really see the point. Yeah, Does it, um. Like, you just, like, be in the shower or whatever and think up an idea and go, oh, I've got to draw that. I used to be, yeah, I used to be real good at remembering all that stuff, but, you know, my memory doesn't really work very well anymore, so... Because I've got epilepsy, um, and it, it has definitely damaged my memory. Um, so I write everything down in my phone, in my notes thing. Yeah. So I've got, like, big lists of really crap ideas... Every now and then, I, I don't even have time to do anything with most of them. I also have friends that send me stuff constantly. It could be like five o'clock in the morning. They don't give a shit. They'll be like, got one for you. Suicidal pregnancies. <laughs> My mate Cheese sent that to me one day and I was like, that's, that's actually <laughs> really, really funny. So I drew, I drew that up. Got a lot of attention that one. That's a good yeah. one. Um, because I'm of sure the, it did. Because of that drawing... I got asked to be in this book put out by this American hardcore dude. I don't know. I don't even know how he found it. But um, <clears throat> he asked me to do like contribute to this art book called Fat Axel, and it's just pictures the artists have drawn or painted of Axel Rose as a big fat bastard. Um, so I drew him as Santa Claus with a screaming child on his knee. Turned out pretty good. I was pretty happy with that one. Yeah. <laughs> What was the tagline for that one? Uh, uh, ho, 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 sweet child of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you've got, Do you want you, me to sing it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all right. But you've got, like, a lot of them are music related. Like, because you've got, like, you know, you did the the Van Whalen with the Van Whalen, yeah. the Van Halen uh, logo and, like, you know, yeah, um, Mo Mozzie Osborne. I remember coming up with those. <laughs> I come up with that Van Whalen one at the pub one night at Labour mm. and I was like I'm going to forget that that's when I f probably when I first started using my phone the notes part in my phone to write stuff down and I mean it's pretty s simple quick drawing I um, just draw it and posted it online I think that might be one of the ones that because um, years ago Matt Maunder the singer from Mindsnare used to work for Element and he moved to up to the Gold Coast to work for them and during that time, I became an element, oh, they call it an advocate, like an artist advocate. They could, sort of like, I guess it's kind of being, like being a sponsored artist, like the same as being a sponsored skateboarder, except I didn't get anything at all out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's not like being sponsored. <laughs> no, it's exactly like being a sponsored skateboarder. <laughs> but um, I shouldn't say that. I did get a few things out of it. Um, they flew me to Sydney once for a group show, which was pretty rad. Got to that was actually really cool. We did a all the Australian advocates. I think there's five of us did a a mural, um, and then yeah, it was, which was yeah, it was pretty turned out pretty good actually. Parts of it. Um, uh, that's how I met um, Beast Man, Brad Eastman, mm -hmm. um, and like. I actually really dig his stuff. It's totally different to what I do, but he's got a good eye for stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was him and Sarah Larnack 
oh, I can't remember the others. There was another girl and another guy. And then I think they must have thought I was a total dickhead because I got pretty drunk while we were doing it and no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I let afterwards, I got Sarah to tattoo a B on my knee. Um, so I could say oh, so that. So you got the bee's knees? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was the idea, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, genius. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like dad jokes, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you're a dad now. You're so. a dad, so it's all right, you know. So, like, you had a, um, a, a short-lived um, street art career as well, didn't you? Like, Did I? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it the other day. I saw a photo. I was, like, cracking up. Remember you went to... Um, to uh, Hosea Lane, and you, you made, made, those, made those stencils of a Banksia flower, and you wrote yeah. Banksy with R and a question yeah. mark after it. Yeah, oh, because it was when all that hullabaloo, some poor old council worker painted over a few Banksy stencils, and it was literally on the front page of like New York Times, BBC had an article about it. Yeah. Like every major city in the world had a. Yeah. At an article about it, and I was like, this is such bullshit. Mm. <laughs> They're not even good stencils. Mm. And so I went home that night, sat there for, must have been hours, I don't know, and I cut out this Banksia. And then me and my mate Dave Snow um, and this other guy, Adrian, that he used to live with, um, <laughs> we went into the city and spray painted it back up in Hosea Lane with the yeah, and I wrote, I think I wrote Banksy, nah, Banksy, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Banksy flower stabbing through the Banksy rat. Yeah. And someone told me they saw an, um, an article, well, they, it was mentioned on SBS News. Yeah. <laughs> so is that it for your street art career? <laughs> <laughs> um, I painted the Snake Pit logo in Elwood Bowl once. Did you? Yeah. Um, Sergeant Zoe gave me a hand with the, the <laughs> finer details. Um, That's good people to have on your side. I was like, I was super into graffiti in high school. Really, really loved it. Because um, I, I went to school in, in a country town. So I was like the one dude that was into graffiti. Um, <laughs> and everyone knew about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, actually, um, Dad, we, we, Dad helped us build this jump ramp. And then I begged him to let me do graffiti on it. So he went and bought four cans of spray paint. It was, I still remember it was silver, black, red, and white. And a week later, um, our entire high school got completely bombed with those colors. <laughs> and dad thought it was me. Um, all the teachers thought it was me. I got punished for it and everything. And I was like, I didn't fucking do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And they, no one would believe me. And about seven or eight years later, I found out that Libby Hobday was my best friend in high school. She did it and didn't own up to it. <laughs> <laughs> but was it your paint though? Nah, it was just a random coincidence. <laughs> she even had written, like the reason they knew it, they so-called so knew it was me is because um, we had this fake gang called DOA, Dead on Arrival, and I had a bunch of DOA tags in my diary, which I left in the Graphcom room. One of the teachers found it, and the letters matched up with the graffiti around the school. So yeah, I remember. I I th Dad probably still thinks I did it. Yeah, I remember. I got I got in trouble for some shit when I was younger. I can't even remember what it was, but um, 
got in trouble a fair bit. But uh, I remember the police came around to my house and I was doing my homework. <laughs> and it was when um, it was when NWA was really big. It was, oh, so it was yeah. like, you know, it was like 92 or something like that. Yeah. And I, um, I had fucked the police on my, <laughs> my pencil case. And they're sitting around the table, like the, the kitchen table with me, and talking to me about some incident or whatever. And I had, and they go, nice pencil case there, son. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was quite funny. Oh, I remember being told off for listening to Ice Tea by my stepmom. Yeah. She said, get that bloody skinhead music off. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Wrong, ge- wrong genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> anyway, going back to your um, your uh, street art career, <laughs> I remember I remember you did some um, some custom boards for PSC Skate Shop, like the the stencil ones. I'm, I don't, remember seeing them. I actually did the... get really into stencils. Yeah, but that would have been eight. That was like what, dude? Like it was ninety eight or something like that. Like, oh, we'd be yeah pushing close to twenties. Ago, I reckon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got really into stenciling. Um, it was a fair bit before I'd seen any... St- there was no stencils in Melbourne. It was a fair bit... Like, the next person I saw do stencils was Tyrone. And then it kind of... They'd had that kind of stencil revolution vibe. And I can't even really remember. But, I, you know, my personality defect. I have to be anti-everything. I just stopped... Yeah. Fuck that, it's cool. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm a, I'm a dickhead. Um, but, yeah. Because I, I, like, you know, I mean, people do it now, but back then I, I, I used to do, like, 10 or 12 colour stencils and just go and spray paint them on the bowl or whatever, you know. I did a few T-shirts just with spray paint, just for friends, and that was about it, you know. Yeah. I'd sit there. I just did it for fun. I was, like, sit there for hours and hours. Oh, I remember I did one of... Um, Jay Adams doing a grind in a bowl and then in the sky there was like this ghostly image of Ozzy Osbourne's face looking down and then spray painted on the bowl was Shane McGowan, the singer from the Pogues, his fucked up head. And I think Blondie was in there too and I made up, I spray painted a whole bunch of these boards up, uh, not skateboards, just like bits of cardboard and gave them out to... All my friends, I think a few people still got them hanging up in their house, which is pretty weird because I'm pretty crap, but yeah, it's a good memory of a time, I guess. Yeah. Because with, um, with a lot of your, your art, like you, you put a lot of time and effort into every every piece you do. Oh, I always pick the stupidest, longest possible way of doing everything, yeah. And then a lot of them have like a joke to go with them, you know? Yeah. Do you ever get like, um, like, you know, 90% of the way through like, a painting or something and just go this isn't even funny anymore <laughs> like... uh, every single thing I've ever done <laughs> yeah yeah oh, like that Bam Whalen one you were saying before um, I think the reason I got hooked up to Element was because the dude that worked like he was in charge of that area is really into puns as well this guy Troy and he saw that Bam Whalen it's just a dumb joke I thought of at the pub. And, um, yeah, that's sort of where all that developed from there. So, paid off, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Do you still go um, by the alias, Salvador Nali? Well, that's my um, that that's my Instagram name and website name. So, I just, it's easy to remember. It's, there's already a dude in Melbourne called Andy Murphy who's um, a DJ that 
It's like, oh, that's right. I used to see it on all the club yeah. posters and that. It's like Andy Murphy is like, I just find it really funny just yeah. knowing yeah, you and just no, knowing and how, you know, how far from like techno <laughs> and all that you are. Oh, like every time, like, you know, people have been to sh- things where he's playing and they're like, texting me at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, great set. Like, Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to meet him one day. Yeah. Were you um like, like when you came up with Salvador Nali? Was that around the same time when um like Trav and all the other guys were, had like the fake um hip hop uh, <laughs> names? Like what what was his? It was like Harry Chronic Junior and oh man, I made like it. I made a cake out of Harry Chronic Junior once, <laughs> yeah. um for this bong art show this dude had. I made a proper wedding cake, and I painted a picture of Harry Chronic Junior on there, and made a three dimensional weed leaf, out of this like fruit cake type deal and uh. Yeah, Harry Chronic. Yeah. There was some pretty funny bongs in that show too. <laughs> I don't know how I got involved. I'm like, you know. I've, I've never known you to be a weed head. I'm definitely the, I'm the opposite of a weed smoker. Like, never doesn't agree with me at all. Yeah. I can't drink anymore either. So mm. as soon as I tell people I don't drink because of the epilepsy thing, straight away the next question is, oh, but you can still smoke weed. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't because... It turns me into a complete basket case. Yeah. <laughs> it's never really done anything for me. Has the um the epilepsy like affected your art career at all? Um I think it's just affected everything. I don't know. Yeah. Because you said so. it's had a big impact on your memory and stuff yeah, like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I used to think it was a medication, but I'm pretty sure it's a seizures. I don't know. I haven't been to as many doctors as I should have because I don't want them to take my license away. Mm. Um, and you know I've only ever had one seizure that was not while I was asleep that was the last one I had like the last proper seizure I had and that's when I stopped drinking because the doctors always told me you shouldn't drink you shouldn't drink and for 10 years I was just like yeah but that's that's not an option (laughs) so I just completely ignored them and then now that I've got to, you know, I don't go out as much. I was, I was starting to get really gnarly hangovers as well for the last couple of years. Like That's just getting old, mate. Yeah, but really brutal. Like, you know, I remember one time me and Bianca shared a half bottle of wine. And I spewed for two days. Fucking hell. Yeah. That is um, harsh. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, you know, that was another thing. It was just like, so I haven't had any beer for, or any alcohol at all for a couple of years, I guess. And because, you know, I've got a daughter now too. It's not really worth it. Yeah, yeah. I'd prefer to stay home with her than go and hang out with Nitty at Yellowbird and watch him get naked at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is a pretty good time. Yeah. So, like, it would have freaked you out when it first happened, though. Like... Oh, the first... Because, like, I, the, all the seizures I had were when I was asleep. And, you know, I probably had them when no one was there. The only time I ever knew about it was if there was... Some lucky lady <laughs> happened to be there at the time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I got, you know, dragged off the hospital a few times. Um, and it just destroyed... It's so hard to explain, but, like, when you're coming out of it, you just... I couldn't remember anything. I remember the first time the ambulance officers were like, oh, do you remember your address? I was like, yeah, I live here. I'm like, yeah, but do you know do you know the street? I was like, what are you talking about? We're on my street. Yeah. <laughs> and... But they were asking me what the name of the street was, and I, I didn't remember it, didn't remember, the, you know. I knew I was at home. Mm. It's so hard to explain. 
So what happens when it's happening? Like you, you have a full blackout and yeah, it's just yeah. So the one out. time I had one when I was awake was we were down at Fairhaven on the Great Ocean Road, um, and we were getting close to the skate park, and I think Bianca went, walked off to get the pram. We'd left the pram, and yeah, she turned around and she said I'd walked out into the middle of this grass area, which I don't remember at all, and I had one of my arms sticking straight up in the air. And she looked at me, and then I just fell over and started convulsing. I don't remember any of that. And then apparently some dude came over and chucked me in the back of his car and drove us back to the house we're staying at. I don't, I can sort of vaguely recall that, not really. And then, you know, went to sleep. It's one of those things, like, I woke up bawling my eyes out because I just, before I was even awake, and it, that's happened to me one other time in my life. And that was when I had a um, general anaesthetic, as I came out of the general anaesthetic. Before I was even aware of what was happening, I was crying. Um, apparently that's a common thing. Mum told me that the other day. Um, yeah. I had a general anaesthetic for a broken arm. Oh, in 1989, I broke my arms, both arms, one of them twice. The other one I dislocated and broke. I was in hospital for a week with a broken arm. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Just from, okay, no. just from skating, yeah. yeah. Really badly. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. My, um, my brother was telling me he worked, he worked on a building site with a guy. And um, he worked with him for ages. And just, like, everyone called him Fitzy. <laughs> oh, and it's like, and he, he just like, and then one day he found out his name. It's like, you know, like buddy John... Snow, whatever, you know. <laughs> He's like, why do they call you Fitzy? He's like, oh, I had a fit on, had a fit on site one day and <gasps> haven't lived it down, the boys all. It's like, fucking <laughs> hell, you know. It's pretty, pretty harsh. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know, I shouldn't laugh. It's, it's, it's really fucked. Like, yeah, man. It's, oh. it's, I actually honestly think I was, I, like, something switched in me that day, like, because it was a bad seizure and I was kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt like I was in like I had post-traumatic stress or something for a couple of weeks. Oh man, I could imagine it would just it would fuck you up for ages. Like, oh, dude, it's so yeah, like that. Not like it had happened before, but nothing like that. Like that last one really fucking rattled my cage. So yeah, can we go back to talking about broken arms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't mean to uh, lead it down that path. You know, he's a, a... like I'm seriously. Talking about broken arms. Um, <laughs> me and Maeve, my brother, have both broken our arms in Elwood Bowl and Hastings Bowl in Vancouver. And <laughs> the last time he was over in Vancouver, he had his three-year-old son with him and his three-month-old son as well. Um, and Maeve broke his arm and then his son broke his arm a couple of days later. So they're both in plaster. <laughs> <laughs> It would look good, would look good uh, walking down the street. Yeah, it runs in our family. Yeah. So get, getting back to your uh, art, we'll uh, flip, flip this around a let's bit. Let's get out of hospital. Yeah. <laughs> let's get out of hospital and back back to the drawing board. Um, so you, you've got a you've been lucky to get a lot of work in the uh, in the skate industry. Like how, how did it like come about? <laughs> I wouldn't say that's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm an idiot and wasted my life in, in skateboarding. Um, I just, I don't know, dumb luck. I just know heaps of people. Um, I hope I can keep it going, but I don't know. I don't go to events. And I don't know that many of the younger crew. 
I mean, I know I know who they are. They wouldn't have a clue who I am, though. Mm. Um, I've only just, you know, I mean, I've never quit skating, mm. but, um, you know, go two or, two or three or four weeks without stepping on a board. But recently I've been just getting back into it. I don't know. It was just... The fire's lit again. Yeah. Pretty keen. Yeah, I've been skating Brunswick Bowl down the road. It's coming that time of year, daylight savings, you know. I used to, I used to do it the other way around every year. Like, uh, the week before daylight savings, I'd be like, I want to learn how to skate vert again. Mm. And this time I've done it at the right time, like at the start of summer. So, um, yeah, got the pads out and learned a few mm. tricks on vert. Yeah. Which I'm really fucking stoked about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I used to ride the old vert ramp at Paran and I stopped skating vert ramps like that as soon as they knocked it down and built that retarded giant thing there. Look, only four people can skate. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it's fun to watch them, but yeah. not many people ride it. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I was saying before, I used to, the other one was rad because everyone would ride it. Like, all the street skaters would have a crack and, you know. I remember Ryan Denneray you know that's just going back a very very long time but legend oh he used to do like just dumb shit tail grab nose bash kind of shit yeah there's no way a street skater's doing that on that giant fucking ramp there <laughs> no no so like who are some of the clients you've had within the skateboarding industry oh most of them not like most of the melbourne ones i guess um you've also done work for international ones as well uh kind of like Nike and Vans and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's just through dudes in Melbourne. Um, Say so you've still done it. I'll, I'll claim it. But yeah, claim it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've done loads of posters for competitions and all that kind of crap. It's funny. I was thinking the other day. I've inadvertently, accidentally designed a bunch of trophies as well. Um, yeah, I saw that. Well, I mean, I've recently actually made trophies for Vans, which um, that was unreal. Actually, that was. That was for their new, um, I forget what it's called now. Bowlmasters, is that right? Yeah, 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 something like that. Um, no, 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 not Bowlmasters. It's um, it's mostly, it's supposed to be like park skating, so it's a bit of everything. Yeah. I can't remember. There's a name for it. Um, oh, yeah, Fans Park Series. That's it. So I made the trophies for the, the Melbourne event. There was five events, and then the grand final was in, I think, in Malmo in Sweden. Um yeah, Andrew Mapstone. I think he 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 thought I was going to make them like you'd make a cake. That was his original thing. Like I guess he's in clay or something. That's he said. Oh, I know you're good at cakes and sculpture, that kind of stuff. Do you, do you want to make them? And he sort of wanted to keep it pretty Aussie and a little bit funny without being too corny. And I did, I think I made it probably a little bit too corny, but that's okay. <laughs> but um, what did you, you do on it? So I, I turned to, like everything I do, I made something that could have been really simple, really, really shitloads of work. I was really stoked with the result though. Um, I designed first, second and third. Uh, it was a block of wood that I got here out of the workshop um, with, you know, two thirds of a skateboard jutting out of it. Um, on the skateboard, I had etched these drawings that I did for first, second, and third, so um, it was like a banner with the the word first, um, then some gum leaves, real sort of Aussie vibe, and each one of them had a different character. One was a what was it, a kangaroo, 
a koala. I think it was, I can't remember now, Emi maybe. Oh no, a frill neck lizard. And they were all, uh, I think they all had flannelette shirts on and a pair of vans and they were holding a skateboard. And then I also, just to make it even more complicated, had got a rock because the park, the park where the contest was was at St uh, Kilda Beach. There's a new new skate park there. Um, so I went to the beach and got some rocks off the beach, like um, sort of decent size, a bit bigger than a fist. Um, got so that it was specific to the the area. Then I got my stonemason mate Steve to help me mount them onto these blocks of wood in front of the skateboard and I got um, another Steve um, Steve Parker who's a guy I went to I didn't go to school with him but he was from the same area as me we used to skate together when we were in high school um, and I just had linked up with him on Facebook I hadn't seen him since high school um, but I, he, I knew just from following him on Facebook he's super into skating um, he does a lot of sort of Aboriginal art, and he's got a he had at the time I think his son was eleven or twelve or something. Um, and Steve would always post videos of him taking his son skating. Leon, he's going to be a champion. He's killing it at the moment. Um, yeah, and I got Steve to do some Aboriginal style painting on these rocks. Um, went down to his house down at Phillip Island for the day. It was unreal fun. Um, yeah, he seemed pretty stoked to get involved. He's a legend. No, I was just so blown away with how the whole thing came together. It was one of the one of the better jobs I've ever done, I reckon. I always get weird jobs like that. Yeah, because I saw it. Um, I saw it on TV or maybe the internet. I don't know. Yeah, I was watching. I was actually watching the the comp. You probably you would have seen more of it than me. Yeah, I, I was living in St Kilda, streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the event. So how's this? I I barely got to see any of it because. We were sitting in the stands, um, and I think the week before, I'd completely folded my knee the wrong way, so I, was, oh. I, I think I was just off crutches the day before, and I also had my daughter with me, because um, my, my partner Bianca was doing her thing, she's, she's got her own business called The Valentine Project, where she makes bed linen, so it was her turn to be in the, work, in the, in the studio that day, so I, I took my three-year-old daughter over to where all the drunk skateboarders are hanging out, of course. <laughs> Genius move. Um, and luckily, I ended up sitting next to Gary Valentine, <laughs> which was hilarious. Very, very funny human. But um, I think he scared her a bit. He was pretty pissed and yeah. just screaming at the top of his head. <laughs> so I ended up having to leave. I didn't get to see the end. Yeah. I couldn't even carry her because like, my knee was killing me. It was just torturous day everyone's wasted i'm dead sober <laughs> yeah like you, you've always liked to um build things with you know use your hands and like actually like not like you do a lot of drawing by hand but you also um like uh like build objects as well you have no i get asked to do the weirdest jobs out of anyone i know except for maybe you know, callum preston does a lot of weird shit as well but i just have this ongoing list of bizarre jobs it's hilarious like a couple of years back the dudes from Easy Street got me to make a um, a, a, a costume, um, a Marlin costume, because um, we kind of invented this mascot for their business called Rodney Marlin. <laughs> uh, and uh, I've drawn him a few times. It's kind of like a Marlin 
that's a bit, little bit drunk and likes to party, wears Hawaiian shirt. I thought there was Bob Marlin as well with the um. So that with was the, a, the, with the dreadlocks. Yeah, that was that was Rodney dressed up as Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few more. Don't worry, there's, yeah. there's more coming. Marlin Munro's coming next, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, and they they use this character, this this costume I made, um, like like they wanted it to look like a Marlin. But you still had to skate in it. I'll try and find some photos so you can post it. It turned out so good. I got my mum to help me. My mum's an absolute genius at sewing, and um, you know I had to. I learned so much. It's made out of um, like the sort of I don't even know what you call it polyethylene type yoga mat sort of material, and then the heads like this giant block of foam that I cut up on the bandsaw here in the workshop, and. Uh, the nose is a, a, a pool noodle that I shaped on the bandsaw as well because um, it's all pretty lightweight. And then, you know, it's got the fin and then we, we got a Hawaiian shirt that fitted onto it and I made the eyes out of polystyrene balls. And then, yeah, so these dudes use that. Um, they make videos every couple of months to send out to their clients. It's basically a digital showing so they don't have to drive all over Victoria. Um <laughs> but at the end of each of their videos, they do this little skit with Rodney Marlin, and they're hilarious, those dudes. It's just so funny. Have you ever pulled out the freestyle board for it? Oh, I've never even... There's it's, it's always someone else in it. Because I saw on yeah. um, Instagram, there was like a, a video on there of someone skating in it. I think I there was footage of... I think Carrie Fisher wore it at Fitzroy Bowl, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I've got a little clip of... Mark Grayson, who's one of the dudes from Easy Street, um, he's he doesn't skate too much, but he's a gun mm. skater when he wants to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, there's been heaps of other... I just finished making a, a ship in a bottle. Um, I can't say who it's for because it hasn't been delivered yet. But um, it, So it's a miniature ship in a bottle. I made the ship out of a kit and um, then painted sort of corporate logos on it and stuff. Then I set the ship in resin inside the bottle so it wouldn't float around when it was being delivered. Then we got a, a wooden box to send it in. Um, and this is for Diamond Dozen. We got a, a this musical device. So when you open the lid, it plays message in a bottle by the police, you know. <laughs> and like, we, we had to get this thing and download the song onto it and... It was really hard, but I figured it out in the end. It was unreal. Yeah. Really bizarre. Like another weird job I did, me and Maisie made a, a skatable sk a tram sculpture for the cons project. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I saw... Oh, Maisie's an absolute construction genius. He's very underrated. Um, he made this just brilliant tram coming out of... It looks like it's coming out of the ground. It's a life-size tram. And, you know, had different rails and stuff that you could skate on it. And we had a wall ride going up the back. I painted it all and sort of contributed to the design, but maybe maybe ace the building of it. Yeah. Yeah, we were here till, like, some nights we nearly worked the whole night. It was mental. Um, just screaming at each other, having massive arguments. <laughs> it was unreal, like yeah. brothers do. Yeah. Like, do you, do you consider yourself a bit of a sculptor at all? Uh... I don't go out of my way to do it. I never say no to it, though. I usually... I really like doing stuff like that. I just... Um, I don't know. Sort of... 
I'll do it when it, the need arises. Like I just bought a Dremel machine, which is this little engraver, um, which is cool. I've done a bit of fiberglassing, which I wouldn't. I want to try and make some fiberglass sculptures. They're going to be fun. Um, I, I, I fiberglass the canoe that I bought because it had a little hole in it. But yeah, once I sort of figured out how to use it, I was like, oh man, this is cool. I want to have a go at this. I took a fiberglass sculpture class in high school. Really? So, yeah, what a weird class to, to yeah, right. do. Yeah, that's weird. I just remember walking out of the class every day just feeling really, really wasted. Yeah. So usually, you know, smoke a joint at lunchtime or something. <laughs> oh, the fumes. A couple of bongs in the park, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Then yeah. you have the fumes and stuff like that. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. bloody hell. You know, but, um, yeah, I I did. I never graduated. Yeah, <laughs> I blame fiberglass sculpture class. No, I'm dude, you, dude, spray painting. This probably worse fumes coming off that. <laughs> I, I did a little bit of aerosoling on that thing I'm working on today, and yeah. geez, I just about gas myself. Oh, it kills you, doesn't it? Because I don't. I you know I stay away from spray paint sort of artwork, but um, I'm painting but an your, aer- ba- your Banksia days are over. Yeah. Oh, there's just <laughs> enough people doing it. <laughs> You know, no, my luck, I'd accidentally spray paint over someone's piece and get my head kicked in by some bogan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I, I appreciate, I definitely appreciate most street art but, um, and graffiti, but I stay away from it. Yeah. So, like, have you, uh, you've been in a few exhibitions over the years. Do you, uh, do you have um, any desires to make it as a, as a gallery artist? Uh... Yeah, yeah, kind of. I don't know. Um, I don't do that many exhibitions. Usually, I, I don't know. Lately, I just get asked to be in charity art shows, which pisses me off. Um, well, you don't like charities. Uh, no, but I want to <laughs> tell people where my. I want to pick the charity. Um, oh, okay. Uh, no, it being in a charity art show doesn't piss me off. The fact that artists always get asked to contribute things to charity and you, you never hear of tradies you know oh let's do plumbing for charity it's always we're having an art show for charity and now that i do it for a living you know i don't know the last art show i was in i'd come, i'd just come back from holiday so i hadn't done any work for three weeks and then um i did a piece took me a couple of weeks um the art show barely got any promotion at all I think I don't think anything sold at the show um, there was no coverage of it and I was like fuck you guys was... and now they won't return the bloody artwork yeah. it's in Sydney <laughs> so I think that might be part of your problem because you, you, you don't you don't have any quick art that you do no yeah. everything I do takes yeah. ages yeah that's I know because I've, I've I've seen you work over time and it's just like you should watch me work. Yeah. You'd be like, just hurry up, DK. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I painted, um, I, I painted a giant Vans shoe on the the floor of Vans for this one day party thing they had a couple of months back, and it was totally finished. And um, I was there with French was there. He helped me, and um, I was like, oh, there's a bit of a wobble in that line. And he's like, where? And I just kept coming back to it. I was like, I can still see a wobble in that line. And he's like, no one can see it. Just relax. And I was, in the end, I was just like, nah, I'm fixing it. So I traced around, you know, half the shoe again just to make it all look right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, literally probably not a single person would have noticed, but yeah. I did. 
Was that the one where the um the, like the old school like line? What, what do they call it? The uh yeah, the old, old the, school van. I, I painted it on the ground and um uh these uh, shooter and Doctor Anger, Grim Creepers dudes had made this um concrete curb in the shape of the stripe. <clears throat> it was for passport shoe launch, and then yeah, we painted painted a big passport logo on the ground as well, and they they had a Ute in there, dudes doing tricks on the Ute. Um, yeah, that was the first time I met Trent from Passport, and he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, nice. So with um, <clears throat> right, because it takes you a long time to do each bit of artwork. Like, how have you how have you gone like maintaining an income and everything? Like, oh, just barely scraped. Like, I've only been a full time artist for um, I guess it's a bit over two years now. So that's pretty good, I guess. Um, that's without having any part time jobs. Um. And the reason I stopped, because uh, I was working at Lush, um, who they distribute, you know, Creature and Santa Cruz, a bunch of other skate brands, just in the warehouse. And that was really good. Like, Mike, who runs a warehouse, would give me days off whenever I needed him to do work. And um, I did some illustrations that are on Gage Road's beer labels. Um, and that was through a design agency called Swear Words. They, they rang me just completely out of the blue and said, do you want to give us a quote and let me know what you think? And so originally it was five beer labels, so I figured it'd take me a week to do each one. So I took five weeks off working at Lush, and at the end of that five weeks, I think I'd only done one or maybe two. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh it wasn't that wasn't all me. It was just like the approval process, and I, I had other jobs going on as well. Um, and at the end of the five weeks, I called up Mike and um, I said, um, "I don't think I'm going to come back because I've got enough to keep me going for a fair while." And he just goes, good. I was like, what? Thinking he's like, oh, finally got rid of this prick. And he's like, no, we've, we all wanted you to leave just because it would be better for you. And, you know, he's like, if you ever need work, let me know. And it's like, like, he's a good dude. It's like TAFE all over again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was actually good. I had a bit of a <clears throat> safety net I could fall back into if it didn't pan out. But I don't know. I, I've never, you know, I don't make very much money out of it, but... We scrape by. Mm. Luckily, Bianca work. Bianca works at um, RMIT, and the rest of the time she has her her Valentine Project label. So um, that's doing pretty well actually. So it's ticking over. My, I've got a um, my family's got a rich history in RMIT. Oh really? Yeah, none of them went there, <laughs> but but everyone's worked there at one stage or another. Oh, I've even yeah, done right. a stint there. Did you? What yeah. were you doing? Data entry. <laughs> everyone's favourite. I yeah. did. I did uh, a couple of days data entry at the Metro nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, my my um my mum and my stepdad like um oversee exams there. Yeah right. Yeah, and my uh, and my, my my dad did like. 13 years in the like audio visual department back in the uh in the oh, eight, 70s and 80s or I whatever a, i heard a rad story about the audio visual department yeah. it doesn't exist anymore um oh, i wish i could remember the story properly so there was a dude that got busted with um like shit loads of porn he was downloading 
loads and loads of porn and then burning it onto DVDs and selling it. Like, this is years and years ago, so they don't have... It might have been my dad. No, <laughs> no, no. So they, sorry, like, sorry, Dad. <laughs> when, he got, when that dude got busted, they closed the whole thing down and outsourced it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that wasn't RMIT. I think that was Melbourne Uni or one of those. Oh, okay. Ones. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll say Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah. But getting back to your uh, your career, like um, like has it been smooth sailing the whole time, or has it been like? Are you kidding like, me? Up and down? <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, don't we all, man? It's like that's life. Like, you know? yeah, I know. <laughs> and you know, the more I, the more I listen to, you know, oh, there there are a lot of people that do know what they're doing. Quite obviously, like Tyrone, like Roan, for example, hmm. like I like. His career just blows my mind. Like everything he does, that dude just is mind blowing. I remember him coming up. Me and him were sort of, sort of coming up at the same time. But um, oh, you know what? Um, I was meant to have an article in Slam about my artwork, and it got bumped for an article on, I think it was like Tony Hallam's board collection or some bullshit. And then in the next issue, um, there was a a thing about Tyrone and he had I'd only just met him like once or twice and there was a picture of this stencil that he made of a dude doing a like 360 flip life size one that he'd put way up on this building like two or three stories up and then he like for the photo for the magazine he just threw a skateboard up under the dude's feet so it looked like this dude was riding that board doing a 360 flip it was so fucking clever and I was just like god Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> no wonder they didn't run my article. Yeah. I know, I know that picture. <laughs> yeah, it's really clever. Yeah, I went, like because you know a lot of those skate mags have like the art, yeah, art article. I, I went to have one in um Sidewalk Surfer. Yeah, but right. I um I didn't make it out to get a flick of me um skating, and I did, so I didn't get it get in there. Oh bummer! Um, yeah. I, I've had one in um I've had one in um fucking oath, but um I also had one. In the Skateboarders Journal, that was a really big deal for me, actually. It was the second issue. Um, that actually helped me get a lot of attention and work. Um, Jack and Sean at the, the journal, for whatever reason, decided they wanted my artwork in the uh, their second issue. And my feet were also on the cover. Yeah. Um, I've got Let's Skate tattooed on my toes. And they just had a close-up of my feet on some grip tape. Um, that and that's the cover of the magazine, which I was just like, why the fuck would you put that on the skate, cover of a skate mag? But those it, dudes are geniuses, I reckon. That was much quicker than the uh, yeah. the slam cover you did, hey? Oh yeah, I did a cover for slam. Um, I think it was about this time last year. Um, that was about a month's work. Jeez. Well, I had to draw. I think it was ten or eleven Australian skateboarders that live in America. I'd only met like two or three of them in real life so I was working with just photos I could find on the internet they had they wanted all of them positioned at this one particular spot Hollywood High and they were like oh we want a photo of someone doing a I can't remember I think I said tray flip over the rail and I just was like that's crap I don't want to do that but I didn't say that I was like yeah yeah alright whatever and then I think I sent them a few sketches and I was like can we change it to a Benny Hanna? Because <laughs> it's funnier. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, they had some skateboarder that they wanted to be skating and they were like, 
And I think Benny Hunt is better because no one's done that trick down those stairs. Yeah. It's a pretty famous spot. I'm pretty sure no it's one's done it. It's a pretty dorky it. trick, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So like when I first saw it, it's like, why is he doing a Benny Hunt? Because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Plus, um, I don't know, Jackson Pills and yeah. um, Reese, what's his name from Eden? They always do them, and yeah. they're my two, you know, two of my favourite skateboarders. Yeah. Um, what is his bloody name? Can't remember now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was a dream job, pretty much, to do the cover of a skate mag. I mean, people don't buy magazines like they used to, but it's still something I can put up on the shelf. I gave a copy to Dad, and he just kind of looked at it and went, "Oh yeah, cool." <laughs> like I, I went out and bought a copy to give to him too, thinking yeah. he'd be stoked and. He doesn't doesn't really ever... I don't get much out of him with yeah. my artwork, mostly because it's pretty stupid, I guess. Well, you know, it's expecting reactions out of people. You just can't get it, you know. No. Nah. It's like I've, I do that with my art sometimes. Like, oh, check this out. Look what I've done. I'm like, real proud of myself. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what's this over here? And it's like something someone else has done. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Just, uh, I sent a just, photo of that plane I'm doing to Bianca the other day, and she texted back, it looks finished. It's like, what? <laughs> it looks finished. No, it looks nice or it looks good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um... I try, not, I try not to be too precious about that stuff, though. Yeah. That, I saw that plane today, though. It's looking, looking pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. It's a crazy job to get a plane... What is it? Half a plane inside a restaurant. Yeah. And, yeah, they basically almost gave me free reign on it. Bimbo Deluxe, it's at. It's good. Yeah. With your artwork, like I remember years ago, you couldn't use a computer. Do you, <laughs> do, do you actually like use a computer these days or do you just use it as something to scan into and send an email from? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do use, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, I do use computers quite a bit. Um, I still draw everything by hand. Um, you know, I'll, I'll sketch out what I'm drawing, uh, scan it in piece all the different elements together I like to have a finished I don't even know why I still do this but I like to have a finished drawing at the end of things so if I'm designing a t-shirt which is you know most of the work I do is t-shirts sort of stuff or posters um, I like to if I can get a finished bit of artwork at the end of it um, and I never do anything with them they're just in a folder but so I scan that that's a black ink drawing I scan that um, add colors uh, all in Photoshop and then I just pray that people don't want vectors because I hate using Illustrator. <laughs> I'm getting better at it though. Um, that's good. Yeah. Illustrator is good. Yeah, I know. I, I keep, remember you I keep getting told. About, about, about seven years ago, you said you were uh, trying to learn Illustrator. Oh, I actually did start. I did. I started a course probably around that time. Yeah. Um, I, I, start, I did a night course, but at the time, what happened? I had a really, really old version of Illustrator on my computer and they taught us on like the brand, most brand new one and yeah, I had CS2 and they taught us on CS5 or something and mm. it sounds weird but a lot of the stuff doesn't match up and nah. just annoyed me. I, I Everything, basically 99% of the stuff I do, I've just figured out myself. Um, and I, you know, tutorials on YouTube, that oh. kind of crap. It's YouTube tutorials are golden. I don't like, know yeah. why the fuck people make them. I, I know why yeah. people watch them, but yeah. why? 
I can't think of anything more boring. <laughs> I'd yeah. never do that. Yeah, you see people get into it. Like, check out all my other tutorials. Yeah. Mind you, people probably say that about me making a podcast. Like, what the fuck No, this is gold. For? Yeah. Uh, yeah, to you. Honestly, but... I listen to this every week while I'm working. Because oh. like, other than that, I just listen to political shit that makes me angry. And <laughs> I've got to try and stop, you know. It's just what I go to. <laughs> yeah. Well, next week you can listen to yourself and get angry. <laughs> <laughs> But, There's um, no fucking way I'm listening to this, by the way. <laughs> oh, come on. Everyone says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll start wrapping it up. Yep. Because we've uh, been going on for an hour. Yeah, sorry. No, it's all right. It's good. It's good. I don't get out of here much. I'm going to get to talk people very often. Yeah. <laughs> talk a leg off a chair, couldn't you? <laughs> My chair's got wheels, mate. Okay. I used to have legs. I talked them off. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Um, so, uh, so do you have any plans for the future? Oh yeah, five year plan. I don't know. Any um, projects coming up? Anything, anything going on that you haven't started on yet? And... Yeah, I've got a few bits and pieces. Nothing too over the moon. I've got personal stuff I want to do. I've got, I've always wanted to do a, an art show, like a solo art show. I've got a really good idea for it. I just can't imagine where I'm going to find the time for it. I've also written a kids book. <clears throat> It's called The Man-Eating Marin from Manjimup. Marin is like a type of little freshwater crayfish thing that's native to Western Australia, and Manjimup is where my girlfriend's family live, country, Western Australia. So I'll get there one day. Heaps of other little weird bits and pieces, personal stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully I'll find time to do them. My main aim is to get my motorbike running. <laughs> oh. That's been a three-year saga. Do it. It's probably quicker than doing a drawing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it would be. <laughs> so, um, so as I, as I I've been asking my my guests lately, um, like, is there anyone you would like to um, kick back on a bench and talk with? Um, yeah, Lee Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking, like, people you could have on, on the podcast, would, a good one would be French. <laughs> um, I don't know. Jack Tarlington from the Skateboarders Journals, one of the most incredible artists I've ever met. Marky Lording be a good one. He's a good bloke. Um, absolutely love his artwork. I don't know, all the normal ones. Todd Bratchard, Sean Cliver, all the skate art guys. Um... Michael Sieben would be good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does, I mean, loads and loads of skate stuff. He does I think he writes a column for Thrasher. Or yeah, he's, a, or he's an editor at the moment, I think. Is he? Yeah. Jesus, I didn't know that. But yeah. he's real funny, too, man. Like, he'd be awesome to get an interview with. Um, I don't know. Jeremy Fish, Andrew Pomier. I'm mates with him, actually. He's a good dude. I'm going to have to get you a, a picnic table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just get some funny people on. You need to get some girls on there, dude. I've been trying. Sarah Lana could be a good one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's funny because there's, there's... Like, I've actually asked a lot of girls to come on the podcast and they haven't got back to me. And then I got I got an answer from one the other day and she said she doesn't have time. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah. So, I'm actually, I am aware of it. Are you sending the request with dick pics as well? Because that could... <laughs> probably get you off on the wrong foot yeah. you know me <laughs> <laughs> don't send any email without one <laughs> it's my signature <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, um, we'll do that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, um, no. Seriously, I've, I've, I am aware of it, and I'm, I'm like, I'm on the radar for um, for good female artists to interview on the podcast. So if there's any out there, that, yeah, um, I've got a, any suggestions. People email me. I got yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, I got a few that I follow on Instagram. That are, um, I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Um, are you going to do tattooists as well? Yeah. Um, do you know Tennille? No. Oh man, she's got skills. She's one of the best drawers yeah. I've ever seen. It's mind blowing. Yeah. I don't know anything about tattoos because I don't. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rare person in uh, Melbourne these days. Yeah, get with it. I know. Can't make a coffee without one, mate. Ah, well. <laughs> Girl, beard too. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Strictly Nescafe, mate. <laughs> Dude, no ta- I, no tats I, in I, Nescafe. Yeah, I've got <laughs> no. Nakona out the back here and everyone looks at me like I'm a freak. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm just joking. I, I, I appreciate a good coffee. I just yeah, don't have tats. I yeah. can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the place I've been working at lately, I've been working at a few places that have, um, have uh, coffee machines in there. Yeah. Oh man, like it's been a long time since I've used a coffee machine. Today it was dead silent. Everyone's got their head down, just working their asses off, and started frothing the milk. <laughs> Scotty's <laughs> been talking about getting one for here. But, um, I should yeah. mention that my uh, studio is in the Pop and Scott workshop too. Yeah. Scotty, Scotty hooks me up. Um, yeah, they got a very successful business going on here yeah there's a lot of um like i like just walking around there's a lot of good uh art being done in here like you know everyone's working with their hands and oh yeah it's a great place to be yeah. um a lot of yeah very creative space furniture getting made and aprons and ceramics and pots and all sorts of stuff it's good yep so where's that it's like, called, called pop and scott in northgate and they just opened a shop in byron bay too they're killing it at the moment so, so they've got a shop attached to here as well, don't they? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, really nice furniture and all handmade, locally made, all that kind of crap. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's wrap it up. Yeah. But, but finally, like, where, where can people uh, see your artwork online? Uh, well, my website is um, a place where I keep spiders. <laughs> um, yeah, there's um, not much of a web happening there. Uh, there's con- just contact and Instagram link, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, um, I, I actually do have plans to get that up and running again pretty soon, hopefully. What's the um, URL? Uh, SalvadorNali.com. And my Instagram is SalvadorNali, or at SalvadorNali. Yeah. Um, I noticed today some dude's drawn a picture of Salvador Nali and someone tagged me on it. Yeah. And he's, he's apologised. Did they rip off your design? Nah, it's a fresh drawing. Nah, nah, fresh drawing of a dude, I think, doing an ollie on a on his moustache. Yeah. But then I had a look at some of his other pictures and um, I, I, I did one years ago. Uh, it was a packet of Marlboro cigarettes and it said Nalbro. <laughs> really intelligent humour. And he's done the same thing, so... Well, there's no way you would have seen it. It's just we've got the same sense of humour. Yeah. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Honestly, like, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he'd copy me. Yeah. It's, it's like, not exactly just, brain surgery. Yeah. Just, just as well you're, uh, you're not a graffiti artist anymore. Though. You'd be ch- tracking him down. Yeah, he's a bard. Uh, yeah, graffiti artists can fuck off. They're all dickheads. <laughs> That's why I have nothing to do with it. Oh, just They're all too precious. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to um, end it there before, <laughs> before, before you're kicked in. Before you're <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Andy. I really appreciate you uh, oh, thanks, sitting Evan. down. It's been a been a good laugh. Good to see you again, mate. Yeah, thanks. Okay, <laughs> bye. See ya. For more info on today's artist, uh, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you can listen to previous episodes and also see images from the artist that's been interviewed. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That way, you can get the podcast delivered to your phone uh, automatically every week when an episode comes out. Uh, while you're there, it'd be great if you could uh, rate and review the podcast. That way uh, we'll get noticed by more people and have more people listening to it. You can also keep up to date with what's going on with the podcast on Instagram, uh, bench underscore talk. Uh, also streaming now on Facebook and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to tune in next week. Thanks. <laughs>